0: Okay, so, welcome to the Illinials Podcast. This is episode four, and I am, well, who are you, first of all?
1: I'm Senior Executive
0: Chief Host Seth. I'm going to take a title this time for the first time in the podcast. It is that I am Lead Audio Engineer and Mega Idiot Smith, who, uh, the first uh, uh, episode zero, one, and two of this podcast are probably going to be impossible for people to download uh, on your, Oh, do, hold on, first of all, do not download them yet. I'm going to fix them, but because I'm a moron, I was putting out audio files that were like 1.3 gigs in size. And
1: he didn't even see anything wrong with that. No, I just thought that's the cost of doing business in the podcast. Yeah. A point. man who listens to podcasts and has downloaded them and sees that they're only like 80 megabytes maximum. Uh-huh. Was yeah. just like okay, this is fine. Whatever. This is fine.
0: I didn't. I, I thought maybe that that SoundCloud would do the compression on their end or something. They'd they get that bad boy down to yeah. a good size. They don't. They no, don't. It they turns don't do that out for you. But you know. Oh, by the also, hey, we're on iTunes now. We are on iTunes. We are on so iTunes. If you're listening to this and you
1: got it from iTunes,
0: well, you know it. We're yeah. on iTunes now. You can now get us on all the all the podcast catchers. I I download the podcast on uh, on Overcast on the iPhone. Listen to it. Listen to it on voice. Like, hearing what I have to say, because, uh... It's How just many it... times do you fart per podcast? <laughs> um, I probably about three. Because I've I already four. let off two, just since wow. we have been
1: recording. Okay. So. Silent, though, right? Like Silent. Well, I mean, you didn't hear him, did, him, did you? I didn't hear anything. So this, the mic probably didn't either. This nice mic maybe will,
0: but we'll see. Yeah, our nice mic probably didn't hear, your, hear your, your, your butt sounds. Yeah. So... It's been a week. It's been a week, hasn't it? We've we've yeah. seen some stuff happen, some things have gone down.
1: And see, here's uh-huh. the thing is I didn't see anything happen this week cuz mm-hmm. I've as a college student, I just went through finals week. And because of that, I've been entirely oblivious
0: to the world around
1: me. So you're going to have to fill me in this week on what's been going on.
0: And wasn't it also your final finals week? Yes, yeah, my final five
1: finals week. Final finals. I graduated from a university today and uh, or not today, a couple days ago. And you know did not I'm, attend your graduation. Didn't attend graduation. I was no. too cool. I was too busy, out smoking doobs and stuff yeah. outside of the, the the stadium.
0: Is that right? And yeah, it was it was
1: it was a good ceremony. I'm assuming. But yeah. yeah. It was. Yeah. It feels it feels different, you know, to not have to worry about going to class anymore.
0: So, here's the thing: is as you know, I graduated with a degree in writing and linguistics. I went uh, for a liberal arts degree because I chased my dreams. Do not chase your dreams, people. If you're listening to this and you still have time in your life, do not do what I did and get a degree of something that you want to get your degree in. Get something that will be useful.
1: If you're a 13-year-old who is mm. listening to our podcast for some reason, do what he says. I
0: mean, 13-year-olds aren't even millennials, are they? They're like, they weren't even around for the millennium. Yeah. They, they, they're, they're, oh my god. I'm ancient. Yeah, you are really I'm old. so old. You're older than our parents, which is insane. Oh my god, dude. There are some children who if you talk to who are like cognizant enough to have a conversation with who don't remember a time we weren't in Forever War. Yeah, and they don't remember like what it was like before the internet or cell phones or any of that kind of stuff, you know? So, back on topic. Yeah. I graduated with a useless degree. I, I make like $25,000 a year now working a office job that's uh, pretty dead-end, pretty soul-crushing. But I found it. I found the way to financial security and success. And it—sorry for this podcast. It's called Patreon. We're gonna start Patreon. Are you sure? We're gonna do like a, a, a just a one dollar tier uh, per bonus episode. That's right. We're gonna do a bonus episodes pretty soon. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be good. Let me just take a big sip of my water and look at Patreon's latest news. Uh, I made a mistake. Wow, what's what's going on with Patreon? We made a mistake, and it turns out that Patreon is bad now. This
1: is one of the one things I have heard about from this yeah. week is what's going on with Patreon.
0: Do you know? Do you want to explain it, or do you want? Yeah. Me to, so apparently, okay. Patreon
1: they decided to instead of themselves taking on the uh, credit and debit card transaction fees that go along with any kind of internet transaction, they decided to push it on to the users now. It's that not even the create the creators don't have to deal with it. It's just the the people who are patrons of projects. Um, so a lot of subscriptions have been raised by thirty to sixty cent, and, and in fact, the higher you pay, the less it went up, which is almost kind of like this new tax plan if you think yeah, about it. it is. If you think about it's it, um, and another a really interesting thing that I've noticed from uh, people who are creators on Patreon is they're unhappy about it because even though the, it doesn't put any burden on them, you know, if you know, you might lose patrons if they decide that they don't want to pay this new price or whatever. So a lot of them are actually like protesting Patreon, like you've mm-hmm. doing like. You know, petitions or whatever they can, like emailing Patreon, trying see if what they can do to get this uh, ratified or not ratified,
0: changed, changed, repealed, yeah. repealed. Yes. Um. Yeah. It's like, and I love the email they sent out to everybody. It was framed in such a dishonest way, like, "Hey, we're changing Patreon so that your your creators are going to take home ninety five percent of what you give them. We're not taking that. They're not taking a cut anymore." And it's like, no, you're 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 moving the cost onto the onto the, the, the patrons so that they will then eat that cost. And the creator, sure, will take home that amount of money, but if everyone stops using the site, then they don't make anything at all anymore. So it's useless yeah. to them. They're just killing... And, and the thing is, is because I, we got complacent, you know? People thought of Patreon as a thing that would just be there forever. And didn't consider the idea that maybe it would one day decide to stop being or to change its policies in such a way that will make it bad to use. Yeah, I and mean, then you know what this has happened, right? It's because their valuation, their last whatever yeah. the fuck those Silicon Valley CEO fuckers go to, said, "Hey, here's here, here's how much money you're worth." And Patreon said, "Oh, we're not worth that." So now we have to change our policies to get more in line with that valuation because all these all these fucking Silicon Valley motherfuckers just want to start a business. Get into the market, lose money until they have dominance, sell the company to somebody who will then change their revenue model from losing money to making money at the cost of the users, and then profit. I heard that
1: Patreon went up by like 118% or something Mm -hmm. just from this one little change, which is, I mean, good for them, but... Doesn't mean it's good for everybody, you know.
0: And the people that are hurt by this, the pay, the, the 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 creators who have like one and two dollar tiers mostly, who, who and it's not monthly, although monthlies who get hurt by this as well. It's people who get like one or two dollars for putting out a chapter of fan fiction or an episode of a podcast or a YouTube video. Those kinds of things. The, the people that was their that was their lifeblood. People that that had those smaller pledge tiers that were per item. This is just gonna wipe them out for the most part. Yeah. And I even read the newest thing they wrote today that Patreon put out, where it was like, "We're fine if eighty percent of our user base disappears, or sorry, not user base, creator base disappears, because they were low earners, as they called them, and they said they were losing money on one and two dollar pledges, and they don't. That's the thing. Capital doesn't care about the people that it exploits. It has people have fooled themselves into thinking that it does, and it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't care little bit what, what happens to
1: you. You know, you know, what I'm saying right now, mm. I'm saying."
0: Drip, drip, drip. Right, man. Next year, 2018, elenios Podcast will proudly be Drippies on yes. Drip. And you can will be our drippers. We will
1: be dripping content all over this website. Dripping it just constantly. In case you don't know what we're talking about, mm.
0: explain. Kickstarter has started their own sort of like, uh, well, right now it's just like, a, I guess, the closed beta of the idea of their own Patreon type service. And when it first started, it was like, why? I mean, Patreon has this kind of cornered. And now it's like yeah. Drip better be moving shit up because they could be a real competitor. Yeah, get out of beta real fast and see what happens because... Um, oh, and it hurts me to even say that because I hate the idea of these, of giving into capital sort of like competitions in their markets and stuff. But I mean, hey man, we all got to live, yeah, right? Yeah, People got to keep it, making stuff.
1: You, you'd only be doing it because another big company decided to fuck you over. Right. I mean, not like you should stick with them just because you don't want to play the game because sometimes you have to if you don't want to get fucked.
0: You don't have a choice. Yeah. You have to. And in- Here's the thing. We, we can't play pure, like, who's the p- most pure leftist? Because you can't not engage in capital's system. Like, exactly. The only the only choice would be to starve to death and, and die in the woods somewhere. Because that's it. You're just locked into the system and resisting it. You can resist it, but you can't totally reject it. Exactly. Exactly. If if me giving if giving money to people on Patreon who make leftist stuff like I, I pledged to to Chapo Trap House Street Fight Radio, uh, Come Town all the leftist the the, the leading voices the leading on the left. voices on the left um, and you know what I'm happy with that because it still contributes and it puts their voices out there and it, and more importantly than anything else is podcasts. And any kind of internet, web, internet co- web content is important because it's getting these ideas out into the minds of people that are listening to it. Yeah. It's filtering out into the culture. I mean, yeah. look at how successful the alt right has been since two thousand fourteen of using various kinds of web content to spread their memes and their fucking their yeah. slogans and shit. And now it's everywhere. Now it's mainstream. Three years ago, no one, no one would ever fathom the idea that Nazis are making a comeback. And now here they are. Yeah. Thanks in part to their their willingness to engage with things like YouTube and Twitch and put info that information wars. out there info wars and put that stuff out into the consciousness of, of yeah. the public and it's like, it's also nice to see
1: things like podcasts like I mean I've been listening to podcasts for almost 10 years now which is crazy I started when I was in almost in middle school and I've always like when I was listening to people, you know, read ads or whatever. I was like, oh yeah, I guess they have to read these ads to make money. Mm-hmm. And it's nice that a lot of them now have a new way to make money by just being supported by their by their patrons, by their their fans. So they don't have to just shell out all this stuff that they probably don't even use themselves and don't even really care about. You know, you can just make the content you want to make. Yeah. And it's a good way to keep. It's a good way to keep you know kind of this free and open idea, even though net neutrality is about to be dead. Yeah. But right. it is. But you know, if people if people are choosing the content they want to be made, it's an easier way to keep that kind of you know, corporate overlord out of the picture mm-hmm. and kind of get your ideas out there no matter what they are. So
0: what was the first podcast you ever listened to? The first podcast I ever listened to was
1: Doug Loves Movies. Really? Yeah.
0: Okay. And
1: uh, it's still going to this day. And I don't listen to it. <laughs> I listen to it maybe once every every once in a while. But, yeah, it was my first podcast. And I listened to, like, 60 episodes in, like, a month when I first heard about it because I was just like, this is crazy! This is awesome. Yeah. Didn't know, didn't know what was going on. It's like radio, but on my iPhone. Yeah. Right. What was it by then? back iPhone, then? I, back then I had an iPod Touch. Wow. Yeah, so I was listening to
0: it on. Dude, my first podcast was in I think early high school, and it was called Gaming Steve. And do you know why I listen to this podcast? Because I was super excited for surefire hit blockbuster video game that would change the entire world. All right, Spore. 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 One of the great success stories. Of yeah. Avia we're we're games. all still playing. it. We're also playing Spore. Yes. No one's found the center of the galaxy. That way, that's No Man's Sky. Also a huge promise and, and still playing and, it. Still I play them it. dual
1: monitor. I yeah. Play One on one monitor, and one on the other.
0: But Gaming Steve was just this dude who had a podcast, and he was like one of the few people to. See See the first spore demo. I listened to that first podcast like eight times I kept wanting to hear the descriptions of how cool stuff was because I was a huge fucking nerd. Still am by yeah, the way. Still am. Have not stopped doing that. And I remember that I listened to this podcast for a while and it stopped it doesn't it's no longer happening but he had a website that I would go to and look at stuff. And he had, like, forums. I checked those forums not long ago. There are still people posting on these forums. Really? For Gaming Steve? Yes. He has not uploaded a podcast or an update since 2015. And they're still posting on the wow. fucking forums. It's ridiculous, dude. Have you ever noticed that? There are, like, corners of the internet that are, like, still going somehow, like, like 20 years almost later? Yeah. Another thing you find out is
1: there's so much of the internet now that, like... So I'll, I'll see like a random YouTube video pop up in my feed and it'll be by somebody who I've never heard of and then I'll click on it and I'll watch it and I'll realize that it has like 2 million views and the person has like 8 million subscribers and they have like all these fans and merchandise and I was like, I've never even heard of this person but, they, but just because they have this part of the internet carved out for them they have mm-hmm. all these fans, that's all that matters is, and, like, and, you, and there's and there's so, and the thing is you'll never find out about all of them ever because there's nice. just so many parts of the internet and so many different fandoms within it and it's just wild, and it's it's crazy. It's it's a really interesting ecosystem we live in now.
0: Yeah, I remember uh, the first place I ever went to the internet really was in like 1998, and it was called it was Yahoo Groups for the film classic uh, 1978's Dawn of the Dead mm-hmm. uh, by visionary director George Romero. Zach's Snyder. Oh. Uh, fuck you. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, hey, hold on now, hold on now. Zack Snyder makes prequels. No, it was not bad. It was not bad. Yeah. It was okay. It, it was it was a decent a decent remake of the movie for yes. the time. But anyways, I got all these like Yahoo groups of like of like of Romero movies and zombies. I was really into zombies back then. Yeah. And then I got onto a website called homepageofthedead.com. I remember homepage of the dead
1: because I was like six years old and I was hanging out with my brother and he was always
0: on homepage of the dead. Yeah, I was. And the thing was, is this, this fucking site uh, has not changed its layout since the day I went there. It is still like web zero. Is it still still around? It's still around. It has not gone away and it like it ha- it has autoplay creepy music from the movies and it has it has pages that have not been updated In forever of like upcoming video games, something we've heard about called Resident Evil Two. Yeah, it's gonna be great. It's like it's just fucking so old, and those places are still around. Yeah, there's still a couple places. I know the one of the most popular ones is the movie
1: Space Jam, still has a website you can go to that was built in like 1990, whatever. Yeah, and it is just terrible, like HTML one stuff, and just they just kept it there forever though, and you can still look it up. You know, speaking actually
0: of uh, Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead remake. They had a website or there was a game you could play, which was super simplistic. You were just in like a little area, and you couldn't move your character, just the camera. And all you had to do was zombies would come up to a chain link fence and shoot them off. And you had to move in four directions and keep them from getting inside and killing you. I remember I found that in like, I think it was 2004, so yeah, I was in high school at that point. And I was playing it in the computer lab at school because no one's fucking doing shit in the goddamn computer lab. No one's, no one's doing the dumbass assignments they had that you could do on the computer yeah. in a different station. It's like, oh, we'll learn about lasers. No, I'm going to fucking look at this shit. Yeah. And I, someone saw me playing it and then eventually the entire room was playing the game. And so it was nothing but the sounds of shotgun blasts and zombie screams and the, doc, the, the, the teacher just could not do shit.
1: So are you just trying to tell a story about how you're a trendsetter and interesting guy that everyone just wants yeah, to follow? Yeah, I was a
0: trendsetter that was playing a fucking video game on my computer that was annoying and everyone wanted to play it too. Yeah, that's that's the kind of trends I set. Dumb bullshit. That's what I did in school. I mean, when you think about it,
1: most trends are just dumb bullshit. So. That's true.
0: But here's the thing. Speaking of... of, of Who's the Purest Leftist, which is a fun game I love to play. Something we went we said about 10 minutes ago, right, we're not yeah. coming back to. Hey, I make smooth, 10-minute-long segues into new okay. topics. Why don't you worry about that? Um, I do love when we play the Who's the Purest Leftist game. That's always mm-hmm. fun for me. Um, but I was thinking about, we did find the Purest Leftist the other day. Really? Because a tiger shark... Devoured a Wall Street executive uh, on off of some fucking island. Who knows where? Yes,
1: that shark yes. is a purist. I have leftist. now I've accepted him into the left. And wait, I, hold on, is he a left shark? What? Well, wait a minute. We're, we're also assuming it's a man. It's Come on, true. can be a female that's shark? True, sharks have genders, right? Yes. Okay. We accept this shark on the left. It's true. And if it is a left shark, then that's even better. And you if can... it's a right shark, got one on our side now. Right. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, that's, that's it's so funny because people are laughing at this on Twitter and of course there's people who come out and are like, how dare you? She was a person and she died. She was eaten by a shark. And it's like, yeah, but she was also rich so I'm not feeling too yeah, bad about I mean, it. Yeah,
1: I mean, should I feel bad if a bad person dies? I, mean, I, don't, no. I don't feel like that's how I should live my
0: life, you know? Do I feel bad that Hitler killed himself? No. No. I'm just not going to do that. I, well, I feel kind of bad that somebody else didn't get to kill him. That's true. That's the bad part about it That's all. true. Should have uh, yeah. uh, executed that son of a bitch. But, you know. But here's the thing is that uh so are we thinking now that along with juggalos sharks are our new allies on the left should yeah. we be looking at them i think we
1: can put sharks on the left we as a whole them.
0: okay yeah because they got
1: pretty indiscriminate because here's the thing who is the most likely to be in an area where they could be killed by a shark some dumb a rich person hmm rich so sharks are probably more likely to eat them, anyways.
0: You don't see poor people going out swimming with the sharks and being like, "I'm going to yeah, meditate then, among them."
1: Yeah, going into like those dumb cages and just
0: like letting sharks swim around. You know, no one has no one who doesn't have money does that. No, no, that's not a poor people activity. We we just we see the movie Jaws and we think to ourselves, "Well, I'm done with ocean. Like, yeah, <laughs> not going in there anymore." Mm. I do love I, a good shark movie.
1: I did almost drown once when I was in third grade. I mm-hmm. went to the beach and I did almost drown. And I've, since then, I've not been very keen on the ocean. Yeah. Already. Fuck the ocean. And sharks don't make it any better. Right. I will say that.
0: I mean, what's what's so great is in the ocean, you know? What, what, what do I got to go see that's in salt
1: there? salt and shells and sand and fish. And
0: crabs. Yes. Fucking crabs. Well, I, I'll call everything underwater a fish. Mm. I mean, but what about the crabs? They come on. They can come on land, though.
1: I can come on land, too.
0: <laughs> but... I don't know, like, fuck the ocean, nothing good is in there. We left it for a reason millions and millions of years ago, because it sucked, yeah. and we came on yeah. to land.
1: When we all left Atlantis and came on to Earth, right, th- yeah. that was when we left the ocean. We don't need it anymore. Mm.
0: I mean, you know Atlantis is real, right? That shit's legit. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely out there. It's a sunken city full of it sure is. super technology. If we were to traverse this flat Earth, we would find it. Exactly. There's no way you couldn't. Yeah. Um, actually, I heard a great theory of what the Earth was like. For oh real? yeah you were te- I remember us talk about this. It's like it's like imagine if the the world is shaped like a donut with one end taken out like a torus type shape but the earth is on one like flat segment of this donut which then extends down and curves back around on itself getting hotter as it goes until it appears above the other segment as the sun but it's just very far away so it looks small to us. That's what our world is shaped like.
1: I love this theory because it has taken the flat Earth idea to a whole new level Mm. of flat galaxy. Yeah. Flat universe, basically. Mm. And, I mean, hey, that's... It's ambitious. Mm. I will say that. It is a very ambitious theory. And, I mean, hey, if they're right, they're right. It's
0: almost like... They're playing their own version of who's a purist leftist, or like who's the most woke person in the room. Yeah. It's like, oh, you think the Earth's flat? Check this out. It's actually a donut. Yeah. Like, that's the, what it the is. The
1: sun is the other end of the Earth, uh-huh. and we're just looking at it.
0: Look at you, you fucking moron. You don't yeah. even know the Earth wow. is a Taurus.
1: You just think the Earth is flat, and the sun is just sitting out there? mm hmm. we actually live.
0: We actually live on a ring world and the thing is because of the luminiferous ether and how a light bends and around it you can't see the other ends you don't know it seems round to you you fucking moron <laughs> you absolute plebe but you know speaking of morons
1: mm-hmm. i wanted to bring up something at the end of the last episode we were plugging ourselves i mentioned that i'm really into the show fraser uh-huh. and i wanted to just talk about fraser real quick just a weird dot di- a weird tangent i want to go on is I've seen a lot of memes on the internet ever since Frasier came out. Or ever since Frasier came out. Years after it came out, you know, because it's 2017 right now. People are talking about how Fraser's is dumb because it's just about white rich people and the things white rich people do and all that. And I think that that's kind of the point. The point is that Frasier Crane believes that he is an educated, sophisticated man who can do all this educated, sophisticated stuff and that he's... Everyone loves him. They they love his wit and everything. And that's what the the first two minutes of every episode is. This is how every episode of Frasier goes. The first two minutes is Frasier and his brother Niles talking about how rich and white they are and how they're going to go do a rich white thing. And then the next 20 minutes is the two of them unequivocally proving that they are not sophisticated and they are not smart and that they can't handle any kind of social scenarios because they're idiots. Mm-hmm. And then the best part about the show is that it's not the kind of show where at the end it redeems the characters and, oh, actually, they are pretty smart. They just got in the wrong scenario. No. They're just dumb. The show just ends with them being dumb and that's it. And I, just, I don't like that misconception. You've seen a couple episodes of Frasier. Yep. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just about a couple of morons. It's just... It's, it is... It frames... Like, it's just like every other everyman comedy. It's, it, can, it can easily work as a blue-collar comedy as well because all it does is put stupid characters in the scenarios where these rich people are in. And it's just... I, 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 I love Frasier. I mm-hmm. think it's a great show. And I think that some of the... I think that people need to be more educated on the memes they're putting out there because yeah. they're getting on my nerves.
0: So are you, like, auditioning to play, like, the counterpart to Joey Badass on Mr. Robot? Is that... Is that what you're doing right now? Yes, because you he, want to be his other he will talk
1: about how Frazier doesn't make sense, uh-huh. which it doesn't, and then I'll be like, yeah, but you know, here's here's this thing, you're on ep- ep- season seven, episode 25, when Frazier." and he would be like, what are you, well, who is, are you?
0: What is that Ray Romano voice you were just doing there?
1: fine. when I was, I was everybody loves me, when I, when I was doing that, yeah, that's the Ray Romano? Yeah, it's Ray Romano. It yeah. yeah.
0: Sounds a lot like him. You think so? I, I think a little bit, Okay,
1: yeah. I'll take that,
0: I'll take so, that. But yeah, it's like a uh people often um a fun game i like to play i, I, I like all
1: love like games i love games today yeah.
0: i'm gamifying you game the yes um i literally am the game master yes. uh i i like to like like and, and analyze things cuz it's always a fun game to play is who can say who can sit here and come up with the justification for why a thing is good or bad more than everyone else yeah and the only way you in the, the way you win that game is how you win a, a monopoly it was when everyone else quit was playing because there's no victory condition
1: you know what i love i love those videos that are on youtube and there's even like blog posts you can find on like kotaku and stuff too about or sites like that where it's like why insert thing that everybody loves here sucks like yeah. why pulp fiction sucks you yeah. know and I love to read those because people who write them think they're about to convince Pulp Fiction fans that this movie is bad, when in reality all they're doing is looking stupid to Pulp, like, pulp Fiction fans and I guess giving a voice to people who don't like the movie and then in the end you you just you just come out looking like an asshole no matter what. Mm-hmm. I love those things. I just love them so much because it's like, this person just thinks they're about to debunk movie history yeah. and that they're above everybody else, they're on a different plane of thinking. And I just love when reading those, and people, people, just people are just so stupid. And People just can't let you like what you like, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be the one to finally have the magic bullet argument that's gonna like destroy everyone else. Yeah, it's a lot like political conversations where people who are like, I've got, I've got the argument. It'll just say this to a leftist and they'll fall apart, or tell it to a liberal and they'll trigger yeah. them or some shit. And it's like, it's dumb, because it's just masturbatory, is yeah. all it is. And we we've discussed this
1: in the past. Arguing does nothing. No. P- All arguing does is make people believe their side of the argument even more. Mm-hmm. And so you, it's, you're never just going to be able to say something to a right wing or an alt right person that's just going to make them be like, whoa, I'm a communist now. Like, yeah. I'm on your side. People people do change, but they don't change in, during an argument. They might no. change after it or after a lot more research because of that argument. But nobody will ever just sit there and change during an
0: argument. You're never going to own someone so hard that they change their outlook on life, and that's that's a very like left, or not sorry, a very liberal, very uh, west wing idea of. I'm gonna argue so well, they're gonna have no choice but to know that I'm yeah. right. Martin like,
1: Sheen is gonna say something so impactful that everyone in the Congress decides to vote for his bill, no matter what their political leanings are or who's giving them money.
0: Yeah, you always see that scene where he argues with a religious person or like the the much religious people, where he's like he busts out some like Leviticus shit about how you should sell your daughter into slavery or something. Yeah, shit. about why being gay isn't bad or whatever. Like, or should you eat fucking shellfish because the Bible says this? Like, I'm gonna own these motherfuckers into like knowing that I'm right. No, yeah. man. The world does not work that way. People nah. are are hypocrites of the highest order. Aaron Sorkin is dumb. Aaron Sorkin should be a war criminal. Yeah. Uh, in the in, in the f-
1: the future, I'm fine with that. Him and the guy who are in those like Chevy commercials about these are these are real
0: people, not actors. I hate
1: that dude. Those two those two can get a drone strike.
0: I, yeah, I don't like drone warfare. But if I could authorize just one, it would be on that Chevy dude. Yeah. Get rid of that motherfucker forever. But here's the thing: is Aaron Sorkin is a war criminal. That's right, I'm gonna say it again. Aaron Sorkin is a war criminal. Yep. On the war on minds, because he fried the minds of an entire generation of liberals. That then gave us like the white, the, the Obama White House, where like they thought they could argue with the conservatives so well they'd have no choice yeah. but to vote for this because it would be reasonable and right.
1: Yeah, people thought that politicians listen to reason and not just what they've always believed. And once again, who's giving them money? Which exactly, is way more important than what anybody believes mm-hmm. in
0: politics. Because here's the thing: I'll give you a real life example from my, my own personal self. Back when I was in like high school and college, I was like, okay, full disclosure: yeah, just- I was I was an idiot. I yeah. was a moron. I probably still. Like we him. all were at some point. I was an anarcho-capitalist. Yeah, that's right. That made-up dumb bullshit. Those Snow those Crash.
1: two things that go together pretty well.
0: I because I loved the book Snow Crash, and I was also at the same time incapable of detecting satire. So I had no idea the book was all a joke when I was reading it. I was like, Yeah, yeah that sounds pretty good. I'd love to live in a world where I had to pay two dollars to take a shit. i would mean, be great. And I have, but I'd have seven different fucking border potties to choose from. I get the one that's best for me. Sounds good. And I, you know, and over time, slowly, I I, I was owned enough by people that I changed my mind, but it never happened while arguing with them. It was always later by myself when I would sit there and go, oh, you really fucked it up, Smith. You fucked it up. Yeah. you're totally wrong and then slowly you just do like a, like a, like you, you just change your position over time and you just like suddenly realize well shit here's yeah. where I am now
1: I mean I don't feel like anybody on the left was immediately when they were just even when they were in like middle school and high school I don't think they were on the left then because no. it's really hard just to like just be like oh I'm I'm actually against everything this country stands for right now, you know? I'm actually against all these political and economic systems we go for. It's hard to do that when you're young, because you're fucking stupid. Yeah. So you just feel like you should go with them. And you read Snow Crash, and you're just like, oh, this is all real. And then a couple years later, you realize
0: it's still a good book, but it's not what I thought it was. Yeah, it was a satire, and I was too dumb to understand what it was. But you know what? Because here's the thing, is that it really takes you leaving the, the, the relative security of your childhood... To understand how fucked up things are. I know the first person I ever met, this is on Twitter, uh, so if you don't like Twitter, tune this out, I guess. Even though we're all on Twitter. Um, Please listen. Though. Yeah. Um, the first person I ever met that was a communist, like a straight, out-and-out, left-wing, like, no-joke communist was this uh, this trans person that I met on Twitter who was who I, I mean became friends with because we were both fans of the same, I think it was, video game um and they were like yeah i'm also I'm a, spore. Uh, spore spore yeah, was the big big, day big day. spore head like myself um a big another, a communist and i i thought that was kind of weird you know at the time this was this was like an i was already uh late in college almost out of my own at this point and so i found it to be kind of odd that that was a uh, that was how things that they they believed that and i met more of their friends and they were all uh communists as well but they also happened to all be if not trans, they were gay, they were, they were uh, minorities of some some sort, and me, you know, white dude, did not sort of, like, get this at the time, because I thought, eh, things aren't that bad, you know, they're alright, but I realized later on that the reason that so many of these first, like, leftists that I met were trans or were LGBT in some fashion or minorities or disadvantaged in whatever situation, disabled, were, was because... Those are the people who are the most shit on by capitalism and probably yeah. therefore the people who who will not all the time not 100% of the time but we are more likely to come to the realization that the problem is with the system. Yeah, the system is fucked. Right, yeah, and that's just how it is. And yeah, I mean it's still it's still um
1: it still takes a lot of getting used to like, you know, being I mean, of course, I'm not complaining about being a white guy, but it mm-hmm. still takes... like understanding someone else's side once you've you've been you know you've re- you've been raised in your environment for so long it's still difficult no matter what it, even the more and more left i become it's still hard to understand what people go through and still you, you'll never be able to understand it but at least be able to completely sympathize with it and see what you see what their point what their side of the the argument is and i mean it's just something you, every, every day you got to learn something new about a different kind of person or like mm-hmm. what somebody's going through otherwise you're just you're going to get left behind and it's an important part about being on the left is really just trying to understand what everybody is
0: talking about and what what their what their problems are. You gotta understand, we're very dumb. <laughs> we are so it, dumb. we are so dumb, and it, it and it, it comes from people. People laugh at this idea of privilege a lot of times, but it does it does exist. Like there are certain things you do not think about, and I'll t- I'll give you an example actually of real life of what happened just recently here. Didn't happen recently. We found out about it recently. That sort of like getting people thinking about privilege. And how, like, people look at this and that and, and they're so shocked. Okay, I'll give it to you. Yeah, tell a story. It was the murder of Daniel Shaver by that cop, that fucking pig yeah. in that hotel room where he, he was just fucking executed uh, at point-blank range by a cop with a fucking AR-15 that had the words, You're fucked, written on the side of it. Yeah, if that happened in a cyberpunk story... It would be considered too dumb and too unbelievable that yeah. it would be like get out. You here. would like put that your, novel away. Yeah, your trite bullshit that really happened to a man, and the re- and the thing that this video showed was I saw so many people being like, "Oh my God, how could they do this to somebody? How I mean, what 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 in the world?" And it's because, in my opinion, that Daniel Shaver was a white guy that got executed, and people were so shocked. It's like, this would what happened to black people for decades. Yeah. We've recently become aware of it in a bigger sense because of the internet and being more more connected yeah. that there are like so many police executions of black people. But then it happens to one white dude and everyone's like, oh my God, the police are crazy. Look how militarized yeah. they are.
1: It's actually insane. Like if you actually go back and listen to like hip hop music from like the 90s and early 2000s. Every single song is about how people just, they just get beat up by cops all the time. And it's just like, oh, these are just lyrics. They're just having fun. No, it's all, they were just talking about what they were actually seeing. And people were just taking a blind eye to it and didn't even
0: care, you know? I mean, and even like movies and stuff. Like, and this is really a crazy one. Uh, Strange Days, Catherine Strange Bigelow, Day, yes. who's a better director than her ex husband, by the way. Yes, um, made a movie where, wherein a big plot point the whole the whole plot of the film revolves around some corrupt cops trying to cover up the fact they murdered this black musician for no reason. They shot him point blank in the head. Yep, because he had like a controversial message. They pulled him over and killed him. And that's the whole plot of the movie. And that was made in like 1997. Yeah.
1: Like, holy shit. Yeah. And that's a that's a, a drama, but in a movie, it's pretty it's pretty big from the 90s, called House Party. It has kid and play in it. I just watched this movie recently, even though it's popular from the 90s. And I was, I was like, shocked because there's one, it's a, it's a hilarious movie, very funny. And one of the comedic subplots is that some of the bullies from the high school are, like, going to go beat up this kid at the party, and then the police see that they're about to go in there. And then the police just take them out to the docks and beat the shit out of them. And and these are, of course, these are three black kids. And and then that's the thing. They take them out there. They beat them up. You don't see any of that stuff happen. And then when the kids are coming back, they're all just like, oh, man, they got me good this time. And it's all played for laughs. And it's just like. I'm like, this is appalling. Like, then I mean, of course, I mean, the people who wrote it had obviously experienced this kind of mm-hmm. stuff, and we trying to make light of it. But still, it's insane to watch these days. and feel like that's what, and people who
0: saw it were just, you know, laughing instead of realizing there's actually a systemic problem here. It's a like, lot. It's a lot like how now, when you go back and watch these things that have all those jokes about the casting couch, like now we're like, wait a minute, we used to joke about that. What yeah. the fuck happened?
1: Yeah. It's like speaking of that, I'm getting to this point where. And it's so weird. So, like, I'll go to the theaters or I'll watch TV and I'll see, like, a trailer for a movie. Like, recently I saw a trailer that had, like, Tommy Lee Jones and Robert De Niro in it. And I'm like, I don't even What if next week I find out that these guys are just terrible? Like, should I even watch this movie? See Like, should I even finish watching this trailer? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just- we're living in this really weird time where it's like all this stuff is coming out you never know who's gonna be next you never expect the next person that's gonna be yeah and it's, it's crazy it's really weird yeah
0: it's just it, we. it's all these like uh all these people coming out and talking about how much of a shithole Hollywood is and the things that have happened and now recently you've got like all these politicians too that are being hit by it because of course they are people in power will use their positions to exploit people sexually as we found out uh well, no, we found out, again, we joked about this not that long ago. Yeah. Like, three, maybe four years, if that, there were jokes about this kind of behavior that we were like, oh, yeah, we just accepted it as part of our society and never thought, hey, this is fucked up, actually. We just laughed at it. We thought it was thought it, it was funny. How um, weird is that?
1: You've heard, you know the satire website ClickHole, right? Yeah. They, they have an Instagram feed, and one of their pictures, it was the, the GOP logo, and it was like, um uplifting story um age-old american organization decides to rehabilitate sexual criminals by giving them political office i was just like yeah that pretty much sums up what's going on right now
0: dude that's it's crazy because it's not it's not even really satire it's just like how it actually is
1: people who work for Clickhole and the onion and all the the subsidiaries have been have, have said openly it is really hard these days to do irony in their website because people might actually think what they're saying is true. It's just some of it headline. actually is.
0: I mean, people people bought that Onion story from like four years ago about the abortion plex or whatever, or the, <laughs> the, the the murder fucking yeah. It was like as big as like eight Walmarts. Yeah, exactly. We, we, we can do 400 abortions in a, in a day. And it's like, yeah, it really exists. Yeah.
1: An Onion article from a couple months ago was just like, um, like small town white cop not worried about his chances of going to prison at all after murdering two black teens.
0: And it's like, yeah, that, that's not even irony. That's real shit. Oh, yeah. The cop that killed Daniel Shaver got away with yeah, it. Yeah, entirely got away with it. Got away with it. for And just like, that just has to show you, there's no fucking justice in this world for people. And the, and the shocking thing is that it was a white dude this time. Yeah. If it was a black dude by now, we would have been like, yep, makes sense. Yeah. But a white dude, it happens to him. And now we're like, wait, hold up. Now things are getting crazy. Like, that's how privileged people are. And a lot of
1: it has to do with like, the way we set up organizations. Like, when the, in the police, whenever... Like I, it's something I really experienced watching The Wire. Um, mm-hmm. The first time, um, whenever one of your, whenever a, a fellow cop does something wrong, whether even if it just be you know shoot their gun for no reason or shoot their gun and kill somebody, your job is to protect them no matter what. You aren't allowed to be like, no, you're a fucking asshole. You deserve to lose your job and go to jail. That's not how it works. Because if you do that, you're you're out before they are just yeah. just for breaking the code or whatever. And it's just ingrained in the whole the whole organization. And I feel like. First of all, abolish the police, but if you're not yeah. going to go that far, at least abolish these dumb old rules where, you know, people aren't persecuted because it's part of this dumb code or whatever.
0: Yeah. Well, it's like, it's like, that's of an organization. You have to protect your own, circle the wagons around that person, and, and, unless it's like, oh, they've really fucked up in some yeah, way. Yeah, like
1: at Google, when that guy made that manifesto, all the Google employees were like, whoa, whoa, no, we oh, don't, yeah, we don't like this guy mean, at all.
0: James Damore? Yeah, they're like, oh could no, he, we don't, this is ridiculous. Could he possibly delist?
1: No. And that was the milleennials podcast for the <laughs> week um, it
0: was it was good good talking. I mean to be fair, he is the lesson right now because I wonder if he learned a the lesson next week we're
1: gonna <laughs> <laughs> to talk about oh my god
0: um no that guy sucks fuck him yeah. uh with his his dumb long fucking face uh just a inc- just an incredibly long face not in the sense that he's sad yeah i mean a long face in the sense that like his his face is the size of a regulation football just uh for those who aren't american listening to this podcast a football is like this sort of like egg-shaped brown object we use in uh, what we call you american carry football. mostly with your hands yeah Uh, And it's about that size. It's also shaped kind of like a... a, Almost like a crescent shape. He looks real weird. He looks like a a real weird If you're listening to this
1: podcast, you're not from America. Why? (laughs) What are you getting out of
0: this? It's just a... But yeah, so I did want to talk about something else. I have This is no segue. I don't have a way to get in. this It's fine. It's fine. I'm 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 taking this into it anyways. And it's the fact that a while back, we heard that there had been plans for Disney to buy 21st Century Fox. That's a uh basically the parts of fox that aren't their news and sports sections that's their movies or tv shows all that kind of stuff i mean i actually I'm about to see movies it's probably just movies to sure be honest I'm not a movie and tv actually it doesn't we matter this was a thing that was being discussed and then we heard but we but we heard about it in the context of what fell apart well recently those talks have been reopened yeah they they're re- they're close to reaching an agreement. And that is, to me, as a, as a person, a leftist, and as a regular person, kind of terrifying. Yeah, really scary that because, you can set up a media monopoly Yeah, I wouldn't guess. Disney then own, like, one half of all the media production in America or some shit? Exactly. Like, it's an insane amount of stuff to let them have control over. And it just it, it just goes
1: farther and farther to prove that antitrust and anti-monopoly laws don't do anything. No. Because you can do those laws worked for about five minutes after they were in place before companies immediately realized they could still do whatever they want Mm -hmm. because no one's going to stop them because they pay all the politicians and who's going to stop who's paying you for doing what you want to do.
0: Yeah. You know, I mean, laws only, only exist when they're being enforced and you could just not enforce them, which is a lot of this antitrust shit is never going to be used because the people who should enforce them are being paid off not to. Yeah. And, you know, we think of monopolies in the sense of them being like an industrial thing, you know, like a, a product. Yeah. But they can exist for any kind of industry, and media is no different. Uh, Disney is quickly approaching a status of, to use another cyberpunk term, a megacorporation. Yeah. Where it owns so much in so many places, in so many countries, and they have... Uh, uh, such a giant market share of media stuff that they are going to be unstoppable soon. Yeah. They can push whatever message they want. You're almost always watching some kind of Disney product whenever you go to the movies. Yeah, like, they have
1: so many subsidiaries and other co- companies they own. Like even a lot of horror movies are made by
0: companies that Disney owns. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's like so far you see people who are like people people like Disney. I mean, I think Disney made a good movie for the most part, but. It's kind of scary to think that when Bob Iger becomes fucking goddamn governor of California or the senator from fucking California... Grand Admiral of the USA. Grand Admiral of the USA, he'll be able to, like... He will still be coordinating Disney from his political position. Make no mistake, there may be a new name at the top of Disney, but Bob Iger... Like Rex Tillerson it still holds a lot of allegiance to Exxon Mobil. He didn't he didn't stop being invested in them when he left and became fucking secretary of fucking state. He still, you know, is tied to them, and Bob Iger will be too. And who knows what kind of message Bob Iger will want to push in these in these movies they put out. What is Disney gonna be and you always see it and I know I sound like one of those crazy people who are like, They're gonna put gay kids in the Disney shows and it's gonna teach our kids to be gays. It's like fuck you. Yeah. But it is a reasonable question to think of what kind of messages will they be pushing on people and what kind of, uh, what kind of products Propaganda are we going to say? Don't forget, Disney had a pretty big role in World War II, putting out propaganda cartoons with the all those racist depictions. fucking
1: Mickey Mouse was in them.
0: And you remember those racist depictions of, of Japanese people they yeah. had? Like, big buck teeth and shit, and, like, glasses. And those hats on or whatever. Yeah. It's so it's like, weird. And that was just something that they did, and Disney has never, like, apologized for that. Like, they've never, yeah. like, said... And, and that's a weird thing to even think about, of, like, apologizing for these racist propaganda cartoons, because, hey, they were the enemy, right? Like... Yeah. But... In today's world, that doesn't look so good anymore.
1: Yeah, we watched them in my high school, like in my AP US class, just to like see some US history, and we were all kind of like, "What the? F- that's fucked up! Holy shit! People like that? It was it was so shocking for us to see that because that's not the kind of stuff you see anymore, and it shouldn't know people seen back then either.
0: Yeah, I mean, at least you don't see it in. The mainstream media. There are still plenty of people who will make racist cartoons uh, of, like, of like Arabic people or Middle Easterners. I think you mean the lamestream media. <laughs> people, lamestream media is trying to sell you a lie. Yep. It's, uh, But, yeah, I mean, it's like you don't see that very much. You do see racist-ass shit, but, like, it's never being... Disney is not making it, you know? Yeah. It's not a huge company, but Disney is too focused on, on their... Or, well, not too focused. But they are focused on their image, you know, of looking respectable. And they don't even want to acknowledge those cartoons existed. Like, you ask somebody at Disney what happened to Song of the South sometime, and just, you know... They say, what? What was that? <laughs> they tap it in the top of the, oh, I'll look it up real quick. I'll look it up. Mm-hmm. Don't They tap
1: yeah. in. That Song of the South. Mm, I don't... I don't really see anything, honestly. We don't... Is this... Are you pitching a movie? Is this what... You want to make a movie called Song of the South? I wouldn't recommend it, but do you want to make a movie yeah. called Song of the
0: South? We're here. You know how there's a Disney vault... Yeah. There's also the Disney incinerator. Yes. And that's for Song of the South That's where they went. put
1: Song of the South and any, like, naked pictures that come up from Disney Channel stars,
0: where they're, like, <laughs> sexting people. They put it all there. I remember that shit, too. Disney could, like, destroy that information somehow. Yeah. That's how much control they have. So much money. They like, literally it's... took stuff off of the internet. Hmm. That's a pretty scary power to have, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, so, like, I, I, I... And people are like, oh, yeah, finally, we'll be able to get the true release of the Star Wars movies, because they'll have bought back the new a new hope rights from 21st century fox and I'm like
1: except for George Lucas changed the original prints as well right, so there'll yeah. never be another full release of the original theatrical versions
0: but but also the thing is like that's what your priorities are you yeah. want a, you want to buy more shit from the giant media conglomerate that is going to be even more giant now. Wait, is, it, is this a secret? Yes, that's what people want.
1: Because <sighs> people are lemmings and don't understand what's going on around them.
0: Right, yeah. Like just, they just want to buy more. Of pro- they're like, hey, I will happily give you more money for the thing that I already own. Like, if you want to watch uh, a good-looking version of original Star Wars films, it's not hard. There's a guy who's made his own version that you can get on like uh, from a torrent that's just fine. And you know what? I actually approve of that because you ain't got to pay nobody for that. That's free. That's just, that's, hey, that's pirate fucking radio right there, man. Get what the fuck you want. We were gonna
1: gonna name this podcast Pirate Radio, Mm. but we decided against it for whatever reason.
0: Well, we almost went with our other name, which was uh, uh, Command Economy. Uh, No? Not that one? You don't like that one? I was never on board with Command Economy. Yeah. How about uh? But we almost went
1: with a tribe called Left. A tribe was, called Left. Which the only reason we the, really, the only reason we didn't go with that one is because we didn't want any possible lawsuits to come up in case that's illegal. We don't really know much about laws. No, so. we don't.
0: We don't understand. And then
1: another one of our ideas that I loved, but we it was really taken away from us was Red State Blues. Yes. Why was Red State Blues taken away from us? I think it was
0: like a lifetime movie about a a coastal family moving to the mid the Midwest, and like adapting to their Culture, you know, uh, oh, we're liberals and we're, cons- we're surrounded by conservatives. How will we ever get along with these people who ride four wheelers and they 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 drink beer? No. And we
1: didn't want to be associated with uh, that movie. No, no, even at though all. it's it is kind of what we're going we're going mm-hmm. for. Uh, not as much. Not not we're more leftist than we are liberal in that in that respect.
0: And here's the thing about that, you know, I don't want, I, I talk a lot of shit about liberals, and they need to have shit talked about them. But let's not kid ourselves here. People wanna like hate on liberals because it's cool and it's trendy and all that, whatever. And plus it gives you some it gives you an end people on the right, so you can you can you can at least have a conversation, right? You can start a conversation, but as soon as you mention like that you're not on the right, that you're like even more to the left than liberals, the conversation falls apart. Yeah. But it does it gets us out of their heads a little bit. It gets a it gets a little, a, little bit, a little bit of a little time yeah. bomb going in there. But the thing about liberals is, is that all, just about every leftist in the world? was at one point a liberal. And all it takes is one really shitty fucking day to make you change from a liberal to a leftist. Because before, before 11, 9, 16, I was pretty much a regular liberal. I was just like, I, I always knew capitalism was a problem, but I thought... What's the, what are we going to do we're going to de- we're going to defeat capitalism what, gonna gonna happen. Like get rid of capitalism what else will we have took it as a given like gravity yeah. or some shit it was impossible to overcome but uh, but on 11 9 16 my life changed forever when Hillary Clinton lost the goddamn election to Donald fucking Trump the fucking golem of all the things that is wrong with 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 capitalism in our world and then i then i realized that Hillary Clinton was I mean, I'm not gonna say no better than him, but would have just continued the horrible policies that got us to the point where we elected Donald Trump because he looked a better option than what we already had. That's when I realized whole system was fucked. Exactly, it has to be remade. It was a, it was kind of, it was. I'm not gonna say that I'm glad
1: that Donald Trump was president, but I am glad that something happened to kind of push me to the to the real left because. Mm-hmm. If, if Hillary Clinton would have won, I probably would have just, just like you, probably would have kept being a regular liberal for many more years. And I'm, I'm kind of glad I'm on this side now because there's a lot of stuff that's so fucked for so many people mm. and it needs to change. And Lebanon was, yeah, Lebanon, never forget. Um, <laughs> what well, it was It was a good wake-up call to kind of, you know, it put it pushed a lot of us liberals to the left and it pushed a lot of right-wingers to the alt-right. Mm. And now we're, people keep talking about how this nation's more divided than ever and yeah, even though it's a cliched statement, it's pretty true.
0: 1862.
1: Maybe? I mean, yes, of course. Mm. If, as far as modern America, right? Yeah. We we are pretty split. Um, and the only reason it isn't like 1862 is because we're we we're, we're, we're terrified of having a civil war. Yeah. We We would. We would. Rather have anything than a civil war. Yeah. War on our own turf again. That
0: would be awful. But here's the thing. All right, now imagine that Hillary Clinton won the presidency. Sure. Okay. She, but change Wait, nothing else. You're
1: talking about a world without the Illinois podcast?
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> I am. But, but but change nothing else about the situation. Okay? All the still all the senators and congressmen got elected, still get elected, okay? That means we still have a Republican dominated Senate and Congress. Nothing she ever wanted to do would have gotten past them. We would, they would still not have appointed a Supreme Court justice, we'd still be short in one. We'd still be fucking sitting around uh holding our dicks when it comes to every other policy because They would not pass anything she wanted. She'd veto anything they tried to pass. So, we'd be in another stalemate like we had for the majority of Obama's terms. And then, that would put us just in time for 2018 and 2020, which would be more Republican wave elections, because the party in power always does worse in midterms. We'd have more waves, more Republicans, just in time for 2020 census for more gerrymandering and fucking us over. Yeah. So if Hillary Clinton had won, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that in the long run, it would be worse for us than, than Donald Trump. Yeah. I mean, it, Donald it, yeah. Trump is going to radicalize people to get something done. Hillary Clinton would have engendered complacency that the right would have been exploited. That's true. That's true. And we would have been in a worse situation in 2022 than we were now.
1: Yeah. So the message we want to put out there is that Donald Trump is
0: a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what we're saying? No. Is that what we're saying? No. I, I, I wish that it had been Donald Trump versus Bernie. Uh, yeah. Because even though Bernie isn't perfect in my eyes, he's a damn sight better than anything else we've had in a long time. Yeah. He, is, he at least speaks to the problems that people have in their daily lives. And they don't... He didn't just... He, he like Trump, was willing to say that the system is messed up, and we're going to change it. Now, mm-hmm. Donald Trump's version vision of what's wrong with the system is not correct. Yeah. But he said there was a problem.
1: And His problem is a problem. it
0: isn't corrupt enough. Right, yeah. Bernie's problem is that it's too corrupt. Yeah, and it spoke to people because people know there's something wrong with their lives, but they can't articulate where it comes from. They're willing to put that blame in different places. Bernie Sanders said that, and people responded to it massively, but it was rigged against him, so of course he wasn't going to win the fucking uh, uh, primary. Yeah, and that's... I think
1: we're probably gonna, we're probably gonna close it out for this week. But one yeah. thing we do want to leave it with is, and this isn't a conspiracy theory. This is a real fact. Obviously, the DNC plotted against Bernie Sanders to give Hillary Clinton the election because they thought it was her time. They thought that she had the presidency in the bag, and there's nothing anybody, nothing Donald Trump could do, nothing his supporters could do to get the presidency. And they they gifted, they thought they were gifting her the presidency, just to take it away from Bernie, even though Bernie won countless amount more votes than she did, and delegates, but she had all the super delegates, which are also corrupt bullshit. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. Ber- Bernie Sanders got fucked out of his chance
0: to be the president, yeah. and it's all the DNC's fault. Bernie would've won. Yeah. plain F- and simple. Bernie yeah. would've won because he said the, things, the same thing Trumps did, but without the bad parts. Yeah. Without the shitty parts. But, again, gotta think about this, though. If Bernie Sanders was president right now, same problem Hillary Clinton would have. No policy would get done. Nothing would happen. Wave election in 2018-2020. So really, the issue is that Bernie Sanders was good in the sense that he woke people up and has gotten them thinking about a different world that we could live in. But but in my opinion, that starts at the bottom. And even though it would have been cool to have him as president, I don't think it would have done much. But I really do like the fact that in the end, his campaign has gotten people awake and active and we're going to be working from the bottom up to build a real grassroots movement to change the way because to, to get the presidency to work right for us we need to change the things at the bottom and go yeah. all the way to the top and that's what we're going to do and that's what the is here to do is to help people get on that train get radicalized get thinking about a better future better future for ourselves and who comes after us and we're going to make this shit happen. And then abolish the presidency entirely. Right. And that's what we do here on the Millennials Podcast. I'm Smith. You can find me on Twitter at MCSurf, S-E-R-F.
1: I'm Seth. You can find me at life underscore of underscore Seth. And uh, next week, we're probably actually going to have a guest on our podcast for the first time. He's yeah. a fellow podcaster that we're going to talk to and... He's actually more he's more he's definitely more liberal than he is leftist at the moment, and we're gonna try and see his take on a lot of the issues that are going on now.
0: We're gonna radicalize him all, live yes. on air. You're gonna
1: hear someone be radicalized. We're gonna, we're
0: gonna broadcast this on Twitch while I play uh while I play fucking Xenoblade Chronicles. Or 2. no, we'll, we'll we'll
1: broadcast it while a UFC fight is going on. There you we'll go. all have controllers just <laughs> we're playing
0: Yeah. Oh, by the way, I didn't want to mention one thing. I want yeah. I wanted to to, to 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 plug one person to thank somebody. Our logo was done I'm oh, sorry, Marcus Barkley. He's <laughs> he's got he's Marcus Barkley is an artist that we've known for. I mean, I've known him for ten years now. Yeah. Uh, fantastic dude, really fun. Does not have any reliable internet contact. Any kind of social media, and we don't want to get you all to add him
1: on Discord. Yeah, so. I can't.
0: I can't plug his Twitter. He Does not have one? I'm working on him getting one, but. Marcus Barkley made our if logo. If you're looking for some cool art, dude.
1: we can push you in contact.
0: Maybe, we'll, maybe we can get this guy paid and he can stop yeah. starving to death. So that's the Leo's Podcast of the Week. We'll see you all uh, See you next week. Yep. Later.